Blog Talk Radio. Big enough? Mm, yes, old King George should be able to see that. <laughs> when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, a decent respect requires that they declare the causes which impel them and separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. And among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. To secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to establish new government. We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, do and with the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states that they are absolved of all allegiance to the British crown and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved in the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence we mutually pledge to each other our lives our fortunes and our sacred honor everybody, Joseph Gibson podcasting here, understanding the times we live today. Happy Memorial Day, and uh, we'll see who we get here tonight on the call line, if we get anybody here, we'll see. I did uh, invite a few people to come on, but it's Memorial Day weekend, so, but as promised, we will do our uh, history lesson here, and, uh, you know, and uh, this is Memorial Day, so, uh, you know, we have to understand the, really, well, what, what what Memorial Day is really all about. It's not about hamburgers and hot dogs, you know. So people really need to start uh, realizing these things and wake up. We have a sickness in this country, and I'll get to that in a little bit here. Well, let's play a little something here for the uh, – learn a little bit of true history here and uh, go from there. See what uh, beginning of our country. This is the secret history of how they did it. Daring. Leadership. New ways of fighting. And true American grit. We 
pioneers and trailblazers. We fight for freedom. We transform our dreams into the truth. Our struggles will become a nation. This is a city of just 20,000. It will soon become the battleground for the biggest land invasion in American history. Three miles from Wall Street, where 23rd Street crosses Lexington Avenue today, Rebels dig in to defend New York at Kipps Bay. Commander of the Rebel Army is General George Washington. He has already driven the British out of Boston. A surprise victory against superior forces. But they'll be back. of this army and the safety of our bleeding country depend. Joseph Plum Martin, enlisted in the rebel forces at 15, inspired to fight under Washington's command. A farm boy, he joins thousands of untrained volunteers. Our revolutionary army was was quite something. It was in a nation that wasn't really a nation yet, just starting out. And we took on the, the greatest superpower of, of the time. Washington's ragtag troops are about to face the best equipped and most powerful fighting force in the world. Forty-five British warships mass off Staten Island. Bearing down on New York City, the ultimate war machine of its day, the British ship of the line. Each ship is made from over 2,000 century-old trees. Carries hundreds more soldiers to the fight against the colonies. And each is armed with up to 64 heavy cannons. <laughs> capable of hurling a 24 pound cannonball at the speed of sound. 
delivering it to targets over a mile away. One ship of the line costs the equivalent of a modern aircraft carrier. Another 350 British ships are racing across the Atlantic to join them. The British want to terrify the rebels into submission. Instead, they inspire them to resist. On July 2nd, there's a crisis meeting in Philadelphia. 50 delegates elected to the Continental Congress from the 13 colonies hold an emergency session. They include radicals like Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, and John Adams. What they're debating is nothing less than high treason, total independence from Britain. The penalty is death. We are in the midst of a revolution, the most complete in the history of the world. It's the birth of American democracy. We have to inspect great expanse of blood to obtain it. Son, don't believe the rebels stand a chance. We are about to brave the storm. A skip made of paper. But the doubters are outnumbered nearly five to one. On July 4th, 1776, the delegates ratify a document that will change the world. Declaration of Independence. We hold this truth to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Think about that. They're saying that your rights come not from the king, not from the government. Your rights come from God. And furthermore, they can't be taken away from you. They are inalienable. Every group, black, women, gays, everybody looks to the Declaration as a way of saying we are Americans too. So the Declaration is the... Google Fi, a phone plan by Google. With our unlimited plus plan, look at unlimited data, calls, and texts. The American Creed. when you read those words. And you feel the excitement of being on the cusp of something so profound. We can be free. Now, soldiers like Plum Martin have something worth fighting for. On July 12th, Two British warships open fire on New York City. Must have been quite a shock because New York up to that point was a pretty quiet city. It was a business city. So you had significant support for the rebels, but also significant support for the people who were still loyal to the king. A month later, Joseph Reed, secretary to George Washington, tracks the British fleet massing off New York. 
over 400 ships, the largest British naval task force until D-Day. 32,000 British troops prepare to storm Manhattan Island. They outnumber Patriot forces two to one. Just five of the biggest British ships carry more firepower than all the Patriot guns in the city. British troops storm Manhattan. Tough and battle-hardened, a British redcoat has six times more combat experience than a Patriot Army recruit. Get back in your line! Washington watches his army collapse. retreat along an ancient Native American path that will later be known as Broadway. September 20th. New York, now in British hands, burns. No one knows who starts the fire. But over two days, it destroys a quarter of the city. 
it gives you a sense of the people who wanted to be free, how much they were willing to endure. The city being burned, city being occupied, gives you a sense of how much they wanted freedom. More than 3,000 Patriot POWs are thrown into prison ships in New York Harbor. The most notorious is the HMS Jersey, nicknamed Hell. One prisoner, Robert Sheffield, escaped to tell the tale. The air was so foul that at times the lamp could not be kept burning, by reason of which the bodies were not missed until they had been dead ten days. Nine in ten prisoners die. There is a memorial over in Brooklyn to those that died on British uh, prison ships in New York Harbor. Thousands of Americans. Over the course of the war, 12,000 Patriot POWs will die in the prison ships. Three times. Ready to start eating healthier? Meet Kachava. Kachava is the world's health. There's more than are killed in battle. The loss of New York is Washington's first defeat as Commander-in-Chief. The overwhelming British force crushes the rebel army. Everybody will pause right there for a minute. Let me just uh, shut that down there. I appreciate everybody that's listening. I have a couple callers down the line. I see one that's a buddy of mine here. And uh, I'll patch him on through. He's got his hands up here. And it is Memorial Day weekend, and that's what this show is a tribute, of course, to Memorial. You know, the, the many people that have sacrificed and paid the ultimate sacrifice also, especially those that paid the ultimate sacrifice. I did invite. Uh, Taya Kyle onto uh, the podcast here tonight. Of course, I didn't give her much notice. Uh, I sent her out an email, so uh, I was kind of hoping maybe she'd call in tonight here. So, but this show still go, you know, still a long show. Uh, I'm waiting for a text from her and uh, a couple other people I did invite. So, and, and for those of you who don't know who Taya Kyle is, uh, it's Chris Kyle's uh, wife. Chris Kyle was uh, murdered. In Texas, uh, at a gun range by a veteran, uh, Chris Kyle, the Navy SEAL. Uh, many of you probably know him by the movie American Sniper, the movie that was uh, came out a few years back. American Sniper. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, trying to get trying to get her, her on here, and uh, see what happens there. So, uh, but uh, right now, let me bring on. Uh, I believe I recognize this number. We'll see if it, who this is here. I'm not sure why I'm unmuting it right, right away here. Nine seven zero. You're unmuted. Go ahead. Understanding the days in which we live, Mr. Gibson, how are you doing? <laughs> how you doing? How you been doing? Hey, you know what? I'm enjoying the freedom and the blessing that uh, those who uh, paid the ultimate price uh, gave me. And uh, I just hope I'm worthy of it and that I can protect what they gave their lives for. So that's why I'm here, Joe. How are you doing yes. tonight? I'm doing all right, and while I got you on, but it's good, good to remind me, for those of you that are listening here in the call here tonight, 
uh, Tuesday nights has been turned over on my platform, has been turned over to the Republic. So the Republic leadership will be broadcasting here on my network on Tuesday nights, 5.30 Central Time, uh, 5.30 Central Time, same number, call in, call into the show, log in or whatever you got to do, however you listen to my show, uh, Google Podcast, iHeart, whatever, however you listen to it, on Tuesdays, and uh, you can interact with the Republic and the Republic's, uh, some members of the leadership, no matter, you know, they usually have the same people usually every week, but sometimes they, uh, President Geiger will join in. Uh, he was on the, the last one we did, uh, and, uh, and sometimes others will join in from around the country. And that you will get a chance to interact with your government, your lawful, de jour government that is waiting in the wings because we know what's going to happen with the D.C. criminal corporation. It's collapsing. It will collapse. They will. Biden is going to declare martial law. That was uh, released. I'm going to get into that here in a little bit also. It's been uncovered and uh, exposed. He's going to try to attempt to declare martial law. Um, and we have uh, the uh, WHO there and other individuals. I have them on recording openly stating that COVID was to decrease the world's population by 50%, and that's what the vaccinations are for, and that's why they vaccinate us. And and I have that also, and I'll probably play those for you too. So there you have a criminal corporation overseeing you. Uh, you're a part of their jurisdiction. Get out of it uh, peacefully, lawfully, and come over to the republic and start becoming active, start getting involved, and start educating your family and friends and your neighbors and whoever else you can and understand that right now the Washington District of Criminals and the District of Columbia is bankrupted, they're insolvent, they're gone, they're going, they're, they have a plan for you to assimilate you into a new world order when they stop funding the military and the military has to get a paycheck from the UN, you only better believe you that the UN troops will be coming. So, and they don't care about your gun rights, they don't care about your free speech, they don't care about your Fourth Amendment, they don't care about your Constitution or your Bill of Rights or your Memorial Day, okay? So it will, you, so you're in big trouble, people, and you had better wake up, and you had better get involved, and start doing what you're supposed to be doing, and what we were just talking about right there, the rights, you know, I, Memorial Day, I like to put it too also, is that the Memorial Day is to remember the freedoms we once had. You know, <laughs> right, Gunner? <laughs> Remember the freedoms we once had. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, those those are fairy tale land. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's interesting, Joe. It's interesting if you look back at history. Um, there were slaves in ancient days that earned their freedom, but they'd been born and raised slaves, and they were never taught how to be free men. Yeah. Once they once they earned their freedom, they found that they were ill-equipped to be free men, and they realized that they'd be better off if they accepted the ring and became indentured servants. So that means they're sworn for life now. There's no way they could get out of that servitude. Yep. yep. You know that's just that's just human nature and the laws and laws of nature and the nature's God, the one our constitution is based on, is that. Only the equipped survive, and the better equipped you are, the better off you are in the survival. Yeah. And 
that's why we're here is we're merely trying to say, hey, we cut. Listen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pay attention for well, a second. This you're is absolutely how correct. you get along in your new world. And, uh, you know, the pastor, my pastor this last week and this week, he started preaching about revival. And I thought, well, that's, that's cool. But he's going in a different direction. And he's saying, people, wake up. Your community is a representation of what you allow to go on and what you put up with and who you are. And it pushes your boundaries. And you allow all this stuff to go on. And really, because you allow it to go on, you're no better off than than the people committing the crime. Really, you're part of the problem. And so the problem begins at the individual level. And if the individuals, just like it will be representative in our republic, when the individuals come to that point of accountability and they say, you know, I'm drawing a line, I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand, and I'm not moving because I'm tired of having 20% infringe upon my rights. Correct. And will we all stand? Well, That'll happen. Well, well, yeah. Well, well, I got two minutes of something here to play right here. Uh, it's about two minutes long. And this is what we're up against right now. And this is dangerous ground right here. And I'll let it speak for itself, this two-minute clip here. The National Rifle Association is underway. You can see former president. Oh, hang on. I got a little technical difficulty there. Hang on a second here, everybody. Sorry about that. I certainly do apologize for that. I had something else going on in the background there that I had forgotten about there. I apologize. But this is something that uh, uh, we need to pay attention to, and uh, this is today's time. Stage right before that, Cruz went on to talk part about his speech about the tragedy in Uvalde. It is incumbent on us to understand what is behind these evil attacks. And hundreds of protesters, city leaders, and politicians gathered in downtown today calling for gun control now. The demonstrations happened right across from the George R. Brown Convention Center, and that's where we find Fox 26's Gabby Hart live from downtown. I understand, Gabby, you've been out there all day, and these protesters have been fired up. Uh, they are still out here, I can tell you. They have been fired up and uh, very upset. You can see them here to the right of me. They're holding signs, uh, and they're facing off with the NRA convention, the people leaving this convention. Uh, if you take a look here across the street, uh, as these people walk across the street and go into and come out of the convention, they've been facing off uh, and yelling things at them. Uh, now, today, during a rally, where hundreds of people gathered, uh, you can hear them behind me booing some of the people coming over. But... Uh, Candidate for Governor uh, Beto O'Rourke took the stage and addressed this crowd. Uh, here's what he had to say. Those who will be the victims of the next mass shooting unless we act are counting on us at this moment. So please join us now or be left behind. Yeah. On Friday afternoon, Beto O'Rourke addressed a crowd of more than 500 protesters. right across the street from the NRA convention in downtown Houston, all of them in an uproar and demanding change after a gunman killed 19 children and two teachers in Uvalde, Texas. It's time for us to have stopped the right after Parkland. It's time for us to have stopped the right after Santa Fe High School. It's 
time for us to stop in this mass shooting in this country is right now, right here, other local politicians, including Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, showed up and called out the NRA as well as the people attending that convention. So what I'm asking for the NRA to do is to cancel itself. Cancel yourself right now. Walk out of the building that is paid for by taxpayer dollars. I ask Donald Trump not to come to cancel himself. Local organizations, including Black Lives Matter and Moms Demand Action, helped to organize the protest. Protesters holding signs, displaying graphic and bold messages regarding gun violence in our nation. I thought it was interesting. Who led this 
thing outside this this rally outside the NRA. It was Black Lives Matter and uh, Antifa, or I can't remember. Yeah, Moms Demand Action, and yeah. uh, uh, you know okay. uh, groups these, like that, communist people? groups like that. Are these the same people that caused civil disobedience and burned our cities down and created yeah. mess? The same people, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So if you can, so Joe, I think it's only fair to ask you to surrender your gun. Because I'm going to come burn your house down, and I don't want to be punished. <laughs> that's a good. That's a that's a good one right there. That's a that's a uh, a uh, <laughs> that's a uh, very 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 good analysis right there of of, of uh, how you can say, hey, well, this makes no logical sense whatsoever. What you're saying and doing. Yeah, I mean, consider the source and keep it in perspective. These people tell the. Right up front, who they are and what they represent. Yeah. Now, if we're going to continue to put up with it, it's only our fault. That's right. Agreed. Agreed on that. And, and, and I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. It's time for us now to start getting in their face and telling them, shut up, you know, like they did Beto O'Rourke, escorted them out of the building. We don't want to listen to your crap no more, excuse me. You know, and no more, time to get shut up, time to, period. We don't want to hear it. That's it. It's a sickness, what hey, they're Joe? spreading, and it's filtering onto our children, too. Well, I know you've had kids, because you've said it on the show, you've had some offspring. Yes. So, did there ever come a time in those kids' lives, or at that, at that point yet, where you're living under my roof and it's my rules, and if you don't like that, then there's a highway and you get to go find your own way in life? Not right? yet. Not yet. They're too young still. But, but eventually, it's going to come to that. We all have that are adults. Yeah, you know? sure, sure. We had to get kicked out of the nest, you know? <laughs> but we've raised couple of generations that aren't able to to fend for themselves they're, they they want to go back and take the servitude ring correct you see it they walk amongst us um and you know we bred them we we brought them into this world and we have some responsibility for that but right now they're ruling us yeah they're ruling us look at look at all the we're going into probably World War Three. They've depreciated all of our weapons, the, our biggest majority of our weapons, over in Afghanistan and walked away from them, and, and not to mention the soldiers and the people that were fighting for their freedom. We sacrificed all that, took all that out of our arsenal, then we cut the supply chain, and we can't remanufacture that stuff. Now we got what we got left all the way down to the baby formula, we're shipping to the Ukraine. And we can't replace it. And now we got China rattling its sabers. And it looks like we're sitting duck, Joe. That, that's how it appears, yes. That's I mean, how it appears. We can't get our own baby formula. How are we going to fight a war? I know. I know. I just, uh, uh, 
I mean, yeah, they're going to starve us out. They're going to starve us. They're, they're, when you don't have any food, there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, when you have no food, you know, we're in trouble. And not everybody can grow gardens, you know. <laughs> I mean, the only, not the everybody only can have thing, a garden. The only, the only chess piece left that's of any concern is how many patriots own a firearm. And that can be taken care of with COVID and diesel mocks and, and fear and suicide and misinformation. And uh, I believe that this, I was really a think tank today of some pretty astute people. And all of us came to the conclusion that this shooting down there at the school, that was a staged event. Absolutely. All the earmarks. Even down to the photos of a woman who is a teacher in a previous school shooting died in that shooting. And she died again in this last one in Texas. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. how desperate they are that they're making us they're feeding the fear. They're 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 in, in every area of our life. And yeah. why do they do why can they do that? Is because we have allowed them to do it. Just like that mouthy kid that needs to get kicked from the nest, we created that kid, and we can take him out. I know my mom told me that. I created you, and I can take you out. That's our responsibility as parents is to be reliable for what we create. Yep. So our, our forefathers created a corporation because we were bankrupt after the Civil War, for we the people, it's like a corporation or like a trust, and it's gone astray. They've they've infiltrated it. The bad guys, the bad kids, have taken control of it, and it's only just a handful of people. They're running a business that's our inheritance. Yeah. And how? When are people going to grow a set, man, and step up and say? Got on my watch. And the way they do that is lawfully, peacefully. It's the jurisdiction in the republic. You bankrupt it just like Pontiac got bankrupted, and we go on with life. That's just yeah. a joke. Yeah, and, uh, you know, well, but, but, you know, we have our people, you know, we criticize, uh, you know, uh, these people, which, which is, which we should. But, hey, hey. We got, where, you know, look, man, we're on a podcast show right now. My phone lines, I got people on the call here tonight, but my phone lines should be flooded, flooded with people of like-minded sources such as ourselves. They should be flooded with people wanting to sound off. And 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 because I know it's built up in people. I heard it the other night when we were doing the podcast on the Republic platform there on this platform. And you know what? Everyone should be sounding off. And because because look, I don't know everything. You don't know everything. And so everyone can can 
uh, throw their ideas, their solutions, their complaints out in the open here openly on this podcast. That's what podcasting is and means so that we can communicate and network together. But instead, I'm sure everyone has a hot dog party to go to tonight. Or there may be watching an NBA basketball game or you know what I mean you know you even said yourself you had company tonight and you got you know but you still made it you know you sacrifice you're a dedicated patriot that's always taking that's why when you can't make it or you can't show up I know it's for a legitimate reason I don't doubt your word for a second when I when I ask you I say Jim uh, you know why don't you join me tonight I know you know if you say Joe I'm sorry I can't I know it's legitimate you know, I, that's what I'm trying to say, because that's what we have to start doing, too. We have to start calling out our fellow patriots here. we got to start calling them out and saying, hey, enough is, you know, either you're with us or you're not, because talk is cheap, you know. Talk is real cheap. I mean, that's how I see it. What's your thoughts on that? Well, it's not about me, Joe. I accepted this assignment. Um, just to be clear. The corporation was bankrupted. Somebody had to step up in the in the creditor's aisle and start the process of the liquidation of the corporation. Mm-hmm. So it took a representative governance according to the Constitution and the Northwest Ordinance, and so it took patriots like yourself and myself and others to temporarily fill these these seats of office. As a representative of for by the people, whether they realized that they were who we were representing was them, and whether they knew it or not, and we are holding the keys in that financial settlement. And interestingly enough, by treaty, it keeps the UN from stepping in and saying, "Oh, your country doesn't have a government," because without us, that would be the case. So that's how I got involved. It was because I was one of a handful of people that agreed to accept the assignment. So when I'm on this show, I'm not on this show for me. I don't have any kids. I don't have any grandkids. I don't have any family. Okay? I I ought to be on the lake fishing and enjoying the last of my good life while every throw burns around me. But it ain't the case. I accepted. I took an oath. And I'm here standing in the gap waiting for the people to flock on in and say, hey, I want to be part of that class action suit. I want my piece of what my forefathers died for. And that's what we're celebrating this weekend, Joe. Amen. And, and yeah, and just real quick here, this is what the enemy is promoting out there, folks, and this is real. Prohibit people with dangerous histories from having guns. People with dangerous histories should be prohibited from having guns, period. Federal law prohibits gun possession by certain categories of people. States also set standards for who is too dangerous to have guns. People prohibited by federal or state law will 
will fail a background check if they try to buy a gun from a licensed dealer. And this is the solution here that they offer here. Uh, let me click on that. This is a, a solution here. Uh, let's see, solution. Solution. Uh, prohibit people from, uh, let's see here. Um, federal law prohibits. Here we go. Convicted felons. Abusers under final domestic violence restraining orders are convicted of misdemeanor domestic violence crimes if they have been married to, lived with, or have a child in common with the victim. People with dangerous mental illness, fugitives from justice, unlawful drug users. While federal law applies in every state without matching provisions in state law, and state officials generally cannot enforce them, states can also fill gaps left by federal law and even set stronger standards. Okay? Federal and state laws should block people with dangerous histories from having guns. First of all, that's not up to the federal government. That's not their job, and that's not what their place, and that's not what the federal government is there for, and that's not what it was created for. Okay? Abusive dating partners. This is a, yeah, so if your girlfriend, if you break up with a girl governor and you're dating a girl and she thinks that you're abusive, you should be reported and your guns should be taken away. That's what they want. That's what they're putting on the books. Okay. So that, there, there's one. That's one of them right there. Okay. People with extreme risk protection orders. What's extreme? Uh, convicted stalkers. Okay. You know, uh, people convicted of hate crimes. Uh, people with men mental illness that pose a risk to themselves or others. Federal law and state law should clarify that the prohibition extends to people involuntarily committed to outpatient treatment. So that means if you're going to for post-traumatic stress disorder or you have a med, uh, or, you know, any type of, uh, or you're going to see a psychiatrist and outpatient on your own, that should be uh, disclosed to the federal government and your gun should be taken away. Um, this, oh, this is a good one here. This hits for Memorial Day. Veterans. Veterans, uh, records from Veterans Affairs and Social Security Administration should qualify also as prohibiting uh, in the mental health records uh, area where veterans should have their guns taken away or, uh, and they should be banned from being able to buy any other types of guns. Ve veterans, uh, uh, men and women who have fought in foreign wars or in war tend to have uh, mental health issues, so therefore they should be examined and uh, uh, most likely their guns taken away. This is what they're proposing. People under 21 should not be able to buy a gun, okay? So that means laws may provide exceptions for 18 to 20 year olds purchasing manual operated rifles and shotguns typically used when hunting, okay? First of all, Second Amendment isn't for hunting, okay? So those of you out there, it has nothing to do with duck hunting. Uh, people recently convicted of a violent misdemeanor. What to, so now they want to go to misdemeanor crimes now. That means if you have any type of misdemeanor crimes, you should be blocked and your gun should be taken away. People um, with domestic violence restraining orders, that's already in place now, already in most states, red flag laws. They want to increase the red flag laws. People with outstanding warrants. Okay, I, uh, that means if you have outstanding warrants, your gun should be taken away, or if you have a warrant served on you, all warrants for anything, any type of crime, you should your gun should be taken away. That's be, this is before you're convicted now, folks. They want. That means if you're accused of a crime, that's what they're saying here by warrants. That means if you have any type of action in court or uh, any type of case pending in court, your gun should be taken away. That means you're you know you're already guilty until proven innocent. That 
wipes that out right there. Other people who pose a risk to the public safety, uh, um, uh, neighbors who uh, uh, fear their na- uh, fear their uh, neighbors in their community because, uh, uh, like for instance, they're saying here. I'm not going to read the whole paragraph, but basically, if you have an argument with your neighbor or if you see them with a lot of guns and they're always going out hunting, you should report that because you know he should be on a list somewhere, you know, just in case, right? This is what they're proposing. This is what they want, folks, and this is the legislation that they are squeezing into states all around the country, and it's going to be implemented. And let me this is how they're going to squeeze the Second Amendment. And, of course, they want a national registry. They want a national registry. That means all gun owners, that, uh, anybody who owns a gun out there, uh, uh, right now they're saying semi-automatic rifles, but they call them as military assault rifles, okay, which they're not. But that's what they want. Uh, they want a national registry. That means everybody has to register their guns. And, of course, they don't want anything above 10 uh, rounds anymore in your gun. Anything above 10 rounds should be banned. Okay? And you have to turn them in. That's what they're proposing right now, folks. This is what they're proposing. Aren't you out? I mean, first of all, this is disgusting. It makes me sick to even read this. And for any American to to even support something like this, uh, I consider you un-American. Jim, you want to come on that real quick? I don't know if Jim is still there. Jim, you still there? I might have lost him. (laughs) Might have lost him. Okay, that's fine. Um, anybody else out there uh, want to call in here? Uh, I might have lost you, Jim. I think we, you got disconnected there. Um, perhaps. No, I walked I away from oh. my phone. And oh, I okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. But I do have an open platform here tonight. So, people, please, 657-383. I know I got callers here on the line. Six five. I mean, excuse me. Six five seven three eight three zero six one six. And please, this is Memorial Day tribute show. Also. We're not here just to complain about the liberals and talk about things that we need to do. I'm trying to, uh, you know, you want to call in, you're a veteran, this is your chance. Uh, you know, you want to say thanks uh, for the, to anybody out there, or if you have a story about veterans, if you have any names uh, of veterans that you want to read off, or people that you served with, or or maybe you have a, a father or something, or a brother that was killed in action. Uh, please, this is the podcast here to call in and and pay tribute. It's archived for the for forever. And those names should be etched in stone forever when this show is rebroadcast or downloaded or archived somewhere uh, down the road in the Internet, on the Internet. Please. I'm trying to find the number for this Moms Against Demand Action. I'm trying to find a phone number for them. But, Jim, what do you think about these uh, 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 laws? I mean, what's going on out there in Colorado as far as legislation is going? Uh, is there anything going new out there proposed, or, or, or what are you hearing? Anything by chance? Well, the New York City mob, the Bloombergs, and, and uh, all these socialists up there decided that they were going to attack Colorado here a few years ago and, and make a real example out of Colorado, and they succeeded in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're 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 definitely uh, definitely under attack out here as as all Americans are, and they just keep nibbling away. They can't get you, you know. You know, with one little uh, piece over here, they'll just build another another piece on the fence, and they'll just keep working the fence. And eventually, yeah. they 
they closed it up. And that was I, that's what they did over in Germany. You know, that's that's the nature yeah. of these people. If you study history, you see their tactics, and their tactics never change. They're always the same. And, uh, you know, but we're in a different time now with technology yeah, and everything. Correct. You know, yeah. um, I have a number here. Things are a Somebody lot more delicate. Yeah, somebody sent me the number here um, for the uh, uh, the um, uh, moms that demand action. So I'm going to call it here, and uh, I'm going to demand action that they um, they uh, shut it down here. And of course, somebody's going to send me a, a question here with a phone number to my podcast show. Come on, man! If you don't have the number, you know, and, and this is a person that should have it, but. Uh, um, um, <laughs> let me uh, just verify this number here real quick and see if it is, is uh, um, the uh, number here that they sent me. Because just make sure, because I get a lot of cranksters, a lot of people that play games, and I don't want to do that on, my, on a, a Memorial Day uh, tribute weekend here. So, yeah, let me see. This looks like it checks out. Let me give them a call to see what's going on here with this demand action. They want to support legislation like this. Hello. Thank you for calling Everytown. Please leave a brief message with the reason for your call and your contact information. Thank you for your support. Uh, well, I don't support you for starters, but my name is Joseph Gibson. I'm here uh, podcasting, understanding the times in which we live today, uh, radio podcast show here worldwide. And uh, uh, the legislation that you guys want to support here on your uh, that I saw up on the website here is just absolutely unconstitutional. It's un-American. It's disgusting, and it's an insult. And I find it absolutely distasteful, especially to read it on Memorial Day weekend for the for uh, so the men and women that have sacrificed, paid the ultimate sacrifice, so we can have these freedoms. And just so it's clear, and I'm sure you know it, but you're not spewing a different narrative. The Second Amendment is not there for duck hunting, okay? It's there because because of narratives like yourself and people like you that spread dangerous, tyrannical, communist, manifesto-supported narratives that are anti-American and destroy the foundations of what this country believes and supports. And I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter. You will never get your new world order. You will not succeed. And long live the republic. And I'm going to say right now, the answer to 1984 is 1776. God bless our republic. And down with the new world order. Okay, let me hang up there. All right, there we go. <laughs> Left him a good message, yeah? But anyway. Uh, well said, uh, Joe. Yeah, yeah. You get me going in front of a microphone, let me tell you. <laughs> I'll get out there, and I'll really get them going up and uh, uh, marching up and down. Mar- you know, But look, it's not about me like you said, Jim. It's not about me, and it's not about you. You know, it really isn't. And the thing of it is, is that, I mean, you know, what do you think? You think we're going? You think this? Uh, you think Biden's going to get his martial law? You think we'll even make it to the next election for the corporation? Yeah, Joe, we're gonna we're gonna see some more discomfort, and we, we will see martial law. Um, but just like everything else in this. Uh, Sting that that military sting that we've been witnessing, you know, it's uh, deception at its finest. Uh-huh. Um, 
And so I appeal to the patriots among us that, you know, want to get out and, you know, fight to the last breath. This isn't the hill you die on. Um, yeah. Let let our men and women that are trained to do this, that are in training right now, and I know that for a fact because I know some of those very officers that are directing that, and um, they're there as, as the cleanup crew. And it's like prairie dog hunting, uh, the Antifa and the BLM and all these people, you can put it on your board. I don't care. We're coming yep. for you. And you stick your head up and, you know, you have a right to be afraid, but it's not because we want to do you harm. Yeah. You're just like a yeah. wild animal. We just got to get you settled down, get you some medical attention, help you out. <laughs> and if you cooperate instead of fight us, you're going to have better days. That's right. That's right. You got that Am I right. Wrong, Joe? Is, is that is that not the agenda? <laughs> I would say you're pretty much right on target uh, as far as what's what you know. Um, as always, but uh, you know, we're in, we we really you know we're the patriots out there have got to start shaping up and 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 uh, and uh, start 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 really really start and begin. Uh, uh, doing something more than what they're doing now. Uh, I mean, I, I'm saying lawfully now. I want no one to con- misconstrue my words and take it any way out of context. Sh- and it goes same thing for with Jim here on the phone uh, uh, out there in Colorado. No, do not do not twist our words around at all because that's not what we're about. We are a peaceful, peaceful uh, movement. The republic is peaceful. And uh, we we do not any way, shape, or form whatsoever advocate violence, okay? We do advocate, we do advocate defending ourselves constitutionally, whatever, you know, and lawfully, okay? I know uh, Jim will back me up on that, but we will not uh, support any type of violence or hurting anybody. That is not what we're about, and that's not what the republic is about. No way, shape, or form. Never, never, never. Um... Uh, Our agreement with the world regarding that subject, though, is public disclosure. Our agreement with the world is public. It's on our website, and the website is republicfortheunitedstatesofamerica.org, and you can read the document there. It's a lengthy one. It's a declaration of claim and interest and sovereign intent, which states it all, and in there, we clearly state what that playing field that you just described looked like. Mm-hmm. And if we violate that, then we have violated our our treaty, our, our uh, trust with the world, and we're not doing that. Uh, and um, so anybody who wants to have a conversation about it, I'm happy to have a conversation. Just sure. get educated and know what you're talking about before you come to the table. That's all I ask, respectfully. Thanks, Joe. Correct, correct. Very, 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 very well said again, uh, Jim. Um, anybody here want to join in the conversation, press 1-657-383-0616. Let me attempt the, the another contact info here real quick here. Uh, I've just Somebody just ship, sh- shot me off a phone number here of uh, an organization here the, uh, uh, that was out there in Texas, the Black Lives uh, Matter Matters. Uh, uh, you know, and, and uh, I don't know why they're jumping down the pike of this. What, what, that has nothing to do 
issue with uh, 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 Black Lives Matters, uh, this this uh, Texas thing that happened, this Texas shooting. I mean, I, uh, I, I mean, that has nothing to do with it whatsoever. So, um, hey, Joe. Uh, yes, Jeffrey, yes. Bright boy, I, I would like for you to answer me a question, or let's open okay, it up. Okay, sure. I got a couple of things that don't line up in this Texas thing. I said we've been thinking about this this afternoon. All right. One is, why does the uh, uh, border security uh, have jurisdiction over that school in that incorporated area of that town? Okay. Because that's what I heard reported on the news. They had to wait for the border the Border Patrol to get there. Mm-hmm. So okay. nobody's explained to me why that jurisdictional overlap has happened and why they have their jurisdiction supersedes and overrides that of the local police. The police can't operate to defend our children until they get permission from the Border Patrol. I, didn't, just, I, I need some clarity on that. In that same in that same conversation, then it was made public that since that school shooting, the border patrol no longer was going to enforce their duty as border agents and, and enforce the border. Mm-hmm. Now, what sense does that make? So, there's a couple of issues here that. Uh, Bothered me a lot about this incident. That's just that's just to name two of the top ones. Um, okay. You know, if anybody's got any input on it, what that picture looks uh, like. Well, I, I, I will uh, give that to you. That well, I'll give I'll give it to you right now. Um, basically, uh, the Constitution. It, it basically, this is what it says right here. According to the District of uh, of Criminals, um, they they have they uh, they have a 100 mile buffer zone. The Border Patrol agents uh, all the way around the border of this country. Anywhere in this country, they have a 100 mile bu- 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 buffer zone where that they have. Uh, uh, that's their, I guess you could say, their their area that they're in charge of. U.S. Customs, Border Protection, the CBP Authority, uh, they operate within a 100 miles of any U.S. external boundary. That's what that that's what it said. Uh, and, and, you know, in this 100 miles zone, uh, I guess you could say, Border Patrol uh, agents have certain additional authorities. For instance, Border Patrol can operate um, immigration uh, checkpoints. For instance, um, they, uh, uh, Border Patrol never. Nevertheless, uh, uh, they can't go pulling people over without reasonable suspicion, they say, of an immigration violation or crime. But, you know, how that goes, you know. Uh, but uh, um, Border Patrol cannot search vehicles in the 100-mile zone without a warrant or probable cause. Same thing as a police officer. Um, Border Patrol agents, um, um, they, they they routinely ignore these these zones or whatnot and whatnot you know but mo- much of the U.S. population is affected by that you know and I disagree with it. What's what's your knowledge about the Constitution on that? Now this is according to the corporations' rules in the in the Constitution. Now this is outdated legal authority and lack of oversight in my mind because uh, this because uh, I'm trying to type in where I can get, uh, find out where I can get some information on it, but. But I believe it, it, they should not have that type of uh, authority, the federal government. But even though, but the federal government's job is to protect the borders. So, what do you think, though? What you, that's an interesting kind of question you posed to me. But, but what do you think? Okay, well, so they got that authority. So 
they're delegated that authority. So now why do they say shit there's a school shooting they're not going to do their job? Yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. Um, uh, I wish I had a phone number for Border Patrol. I called them and asked them this question, uh, the Border Patrol uh, uh, down there. I, I think I've tried calling them before on this show and uh, and uh, w- w- was unsuccessful, actually. So, uh, but, um, yeah, you know, so, you know, I mean, the, it, the government's job reported, is to protect, our, it, protect us. Yeah, it on is. On the border. And now they're saying, well, since the school shooting, you know, we're not going to do that anymore. Well, wait a minute. You know, um, I got a question. So then the second one is, we know that the local cops didn't have ARs or assault weapons. So maybe they had to wait for the Border Patrol to come in with assault weapons to, you know, go approach this guy because they said they were afraid of getting shot up. All they had was handgun, you know, facing an AR. Well. Now, <laughs> no, no, no. Wait I don't know about that. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, well, that's what that's what's reported. That's another good reason to take away more ARs, right? So only the crooks got them. Because <laughs> the cops yeah. don't need them. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Border patrol. We'll wait an hour before <laughs> they show up. Oh, Joe, be a good citizen. Give up your AR too, man. You know, you don't need it. We're, we're going to protect you as much as we want to protect you. And when we don't want to protect you anymore, your ass is mine, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fireball your place. I want your gun first. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know what... Uh, I mean, I don't know what to say on that. I mean, as far as I mean, but 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 you do agree do. with me though, because I'm getting some flack here on the internet here. I'm because I'm reading. That's why it seems like maybe I'm, uh, you know, the the uh, the border patrol has authority to to uh, to. You agree with me that constitutionally, that's their job, the federal government, right? Protect the border. I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah, but now they're not going to do it because the school shooting, and now they want to take away your guns. I got. Just another chunk of fence, man. That's all it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Another chunk yeah. of fence. Yeah. Um, let me get to. Uh, I got. Uh, I got some hands up here, so let me uh, connect them here real quick. Go ahead, there, private caller. Uh, am I? Is that me? Oh, friendly voice. I haven't heard you in a little while. So how you been, man? Yeah. Yes. Welcome. I have- your, your your time zones are all over the map. I never know when you're exactly going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> but right, that's okay. Sorry, I'm going to look closer to see if I can find it. And, uh, okay. you know, I, I would like to do a couple of things. Here. I'd like to try to endeavor to answer the question I was just asked about the Border Patrol and why is it involved. Why would they have to wait for the Border Patrol? And, yes, the Border Patrol does have a 100-mile border buffer around the border, but that's to enforce federal law, violations of immigration law, and federal law generally, they can enforce any federal law, although that specifically is not their bailiwick because they're federal law enforcement officers. But what was going on in Uvalde was a, uh, a violation of Texas law and ordinary state law. They're strictly speaking, they don't have jurisdiction in Uvalde. Now, here's what I'm thinking, and don't okay. hold me to this because I'm not sure that I'm that I, I'm correct because I don't know what sort of agreements 
state of Texas may have with the Border Patrol. But what I'm thinking is, in view of the fact that Uvalde is a small agency, they don't have the type of equipment that you might expect of a well-equipped SWAT team because it's expensive, to say nothing of the training that's required to keep them current and uh, proficient with it. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that they may have simply requested them to come to their aid in sort of an impromptu deputization. You get where I'm coming from? Yeah, yes. Because, uh, you know, because, I mean, like, uh, in, in some jurisdictions where you have federal task forces, the state will deputize or uh, give enforcement jurisdiction to federal agents, but state does it. You know, state gives okay. it, like, to the FBI or the DEA or whatever. I've been involved with them in these things, the state gives them, and so they can also enforce state law as well as federal law to make it easier for the task force to work together. You understand where I'm going from? Okay, yeah, yeah. But strictly gotcha. speaking, Border Patrol didn't have jurisdiction there unless there's some sort of federal law involving a school that maybe they might hang their hat on. But strictly speaking, they don't have enforcement authority in Uvalde or anywhere else other than no. as citizens... You know, any citizen can take action and protect life, and these men right. are armed, they're all, so they could do it in that respect. But look, but they were stopped, Sarge, but they were arrested look, and stopped. Look, yeah, but look, here's the thing, though, fellas, and we got to understand this no matter what. Given the magnitude of this, no one is going to quibble about technicalities involving whose jurisdiction was and whether that was appropriate for them to come in and help the people of Uvalde. It just is a matter of reality. No one is going to take any action about it. But that's my two cents worth. That's what I'm kind of suspecting. Like I said, I have seen federal officers working in state task forces empowered and deputized at the state level so they can enforce state and federal law. Same thing but, with, with, um, with, uh, with local law enforcement aides. They get deputized as U.S. Marshals. Okay, you as being a former state, Illinois state trooper, uh, uh, the, st the state police or state tr state police can't deputize anybody, correct? There are municipal municipality uh, police departments, right? They can't deputize anybody, can they? Uh, within the jurisdiction, yes, they can. They have special police. Oh, wow. Most states special police power, and they can appoint somebody a special policeman. You know, it varies from locale to locale. And you have to look into it, but usually something like that involving the feds would come from, uh, you know, a, usually uh, a, either a city level authority or state level authority or whatever. They, they make arrangements, I'm, but this thing was kind of impromptu, I suspect. Uh huh. They might have done it yeah. over the phone, you know, yeah. over the radio. Yeah. It's coming help. Well, why did they stop the parents, though? Why did they arrest the parents that were trying to get in there? Here's what I'm saying. They said, you've got the equipment, you've got the training, we need help, come, please. They're not even going to worry about jurisdictional um, 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 proprieties. Now, I know I shouldn't even probably know, ask you this question. Saying. If you're talking about the law, they don't have any jurisdiction in Uvalde, unless it's a federal crime. Yeah, true. Unless it's a matter. They don't have it. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree they with you wholeheartedly. You can't say because it's a grave thing 
the slaughter of school children, all of a sudden we're going to say the federal government has jurisdiction in Uvalde, Texas, over over a state crime committed in a school. You just can't. Point of order. Point of order. I, I, believe me, I have, listen, Sorry. I have no problem given the fact that Uvalde wasn't going to protect those people. I have absolutely no problem with the Border Patrol doing it and going in and doing what needed to be done. Hey, Jim's got a question for you. Believe me, Jim's got I'm a question not complaining about it. I'm simply okay. saying the law is still the law. Just like the law was the law when John F. Kennedy was murdered, under the law, the state of Texas had jurisdiction over the investigation because they had no federal law governing the assassination of a president. It was a murder of a citizen within the state of Texas. They had jurisdiction. But as we all know, the Secret Service just assumed authority. Okay, so hang on. Hang subsequent on. Okay. To that, subsequent hang on. to that, Congress did pass a law dealing with the murder of federal officials. All right, all right, hang on now. All right, Jim, go ahead. You said you got a question for him here. Go ahead, shoot. Well, yeah, huh, Tom, that's yeah. a bad term, really. Uh, <laughs> you, know, as, you know, another chunk of this wall I keep talking about, or this fence, uh, is probably hidden in some um, school funding uh, agreement or something like that that states that having a firearm on a school property is a federal defense. Um, and, you know, I'm sure that that's probably the case because I'm sure that these people all, I know the heat of the moment and I know what Sarge is talking and I don't doubt his word a bit and I respect him immensely. But there's still, um, I think there's a little bit more to this, but that still doesn't answer the question about then why do they refuse to do the border protection, which is, what their primary federal task job is since that school shooting. Now, so the president telling them, because Biden's telling them, Jim. He's ordering them to stand down. I mean, DHS is telling them uh, <laughs> to stand down, right? Oh, no doubt about that. I mean, Biden yeah. is telling them to not fully carry out their sworn duties under the laws. Well, why don't we call the them and find now, out? I got their phone number right here. Let's call them and find out. Maybe I, I can get a hold of somebody oh, They're going to give you the runaround. I guarantee you that. But they're not, <laughs> they're not carrying out the duties that Congress has empowered them to do in the form of legislation. They are, they are being given the slowdown by the Biden administration and their executive bosses. That's why Biden should be impeached. He's not faithfully enforcing the laws of the United States. Well, he can. He's part of the district. Uh, he's a corporation. It's corporate laws. But hang on. Let's see if they give me the runaround. This is their direct number. Let's see if I got them right here. Hang on. Let's see if I can get them. You have reached the Customs and Border Protection 1-800-BILLER hotline. Para informar sobre el tráfico ilícito de carga en el área de San Diego, oprima el número 6. Para todos los demás informes, oprima el número 2. You may leave your information on our automated voicemail system. Please listen to each of the options before making a selection. To report Customs and Border Protection fugitives, suspected child pornography, or other violations such as drug smuggling, money laundering, or import-export violations, press 1. If your information concerns Customs and Border Protection fugitives, child pornography, or other violations of urgency and you need to speak to a Customs official, if you wish to report official corruption, fraud, 
waste or abuse by a Customs and Border Protection employee, press 3. To report on imported products manufactured by forced or child labor, press 4. This is what everybody has to go through. General information, Customs and Border Protection Services, press 5. To report cargo smuggling in the San Diego area, press 6. If you wish to have these options repeated, press 7. See if they run them back through me, because you know it doesn't give me an option to press a dot number here. So your call is being they... answered by Audix extension one zero six two is not available. To leave no, of a message, not. wait for the tone. When finished recording, of course press not. pound for more options. Record at the tone. Of course not. Of course not. Let me hang up there. I got another number there that I thought I was going to get a direct line. Let me hang up on them there. I see it doesn't give me the option though, to press 1 or 5. I wish it did. I, I could do it through the direct connect, but I don't want to try that because sometimes that acts up on me. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I can barely understand her hear her anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, uh, but, they, but they're corporations, uh, Sarge, and the governor knows this. They're, they're not a... Uh, they're not, um, um, how do I say it, uh, they're not bound by the Constitution. They don't have to, they don't have to obey the Constitution. Uh, that's why people don't understand. That's what they're so confused about. You know, they don't understand this. They don't get that, that this is not, this yeah, is, Joe, they're not. no law of man that is higher than the Constitution, none. No law. The Constitution uh, uh, is the supreme law of the land, period, yes. in the story. Nothing more Most to be said. So the Border Patrol, given the fact they derive their authority from a law passed by the Congress of the United States, the Immigration and Naturalization Act, that's where they get their authority. That means they are bound by the Constitution. I don't give a damn what they say. Okay. They're bound well, by the fine. Constitution. That's Hang it. on. We're dialing them out. Look, it's, it's, like, it's like when I was a military policeman, right? They would tell Welcome me to the US I Customs have and Border no authority Protection as a military policeman. To make an arrest, other than that has the other than what other than people who are subject to the Uniform Code of Military Justice, or I could make an apprehension on federal property or on a military post, but we got to turn civilians over to the FBI because we don't have which is another which, which how constitutional is that? And, and sorry, the FBI. Telling, what what I'm doing is making a citizen's arrest. So now, that's what they were telling me. They thought, I have no jurisdiction as a military policeman over people who are not subject to the Uniform Code of Military Justice or not on federal property or say you're not over, or if you're overseas now, it's a different matter, yeah. off, off the continental United States, then, yeah, you're going to have jurisdiction over anybody that you're given authority by the commander in your theater. But when you're in the United States, the only people you have jurisdiction over are those who are subject to the Uniform Code of Military Justice or when they're on military reservations. Okay. It is Texas, it's Texas Border Patrol. What station were they uh, closest? Or what were, they, were they Sanderson Station, Alpine, Sierra, or Fort Stockton? Which one were they? Does anyone know? I'm not you know sure by which chance? one was um, by name. I, I'm not sure which one. Was, but they're all governed by the same rules pretty much. Well, I just want to know. I just, well, I'm trying to. Well, I have direct lines to. I'm instead of going through that voicemails nonsense. I'm getting. I have direct. I'm. You know, if I can find out which one they were, I got the oh, the phone numbers here, to, so I can get a live human being on the phone instead of talking to a, a, a voicemail. That's why I was asking. I didn't know which one they were a yeah. part of. You know. Well, one um, thing, though, we have to we have to order these people 
uh, make sure these people stick with uh, the Constitution because the Constitution is supreme law of the land. Nothing is supreme that the Constitution becomes a rule of law in the United States. Nothing. Nothing. So uh, they have Jim, to buy that. The yeah. authority comes from the Congress of the United States. They were created by legislation passed by the Congress of the United States in 1924. Okay, Jim, do you have a comment on that real quick? Uh, uh, what what, Sar- yeah, what I you do. just said right there? I do. Okay, go ahead. I do. Um, Sarge, you have no idea how much I respect you as a person. Uh, we've visited many times on this radio or this talk show. Um, you know, I know that you're a man of integrity and um, that your oath is your oath, your word is your word, and you're a man among men, and I have no doubt about that. Um, what I'm referring to is the third bankruptcy of our republic in which King George instituted a corporation which took us from common law, which is the laws of nature and nature's God, the one our Constitution refers to that it's based on, and took us from God's law into man's law, which is codes and statutes. And since 1871, this has been in play. They've gone so far as to change in the Dictionary Act the meaning of words. So when you check on that little box and says you're a citizen, what that says is that you agree that you're under contract um, with the corporate government. And so you're working in a different jurisdiction, and you pointed that out extremely well when you talked about the different jurisdictions that all overlapped and overlaid each other. Um, And so what has happened is is that the created took control and the people became apathetic and, and miseducated while the thieves took over the hen house. <laughs> now that has been exposed. The reason it was all goes back to, and I can give it to you in chronological order, it goes back to uh, Eisenhower warning about the industrial, military-industrial complex. And then it progressed to where the next election, it was JFK, and he was going to shut down the central banks and get rid of the corrupt banking system, and he got assassinated for his efforts. Um, then came along, all this time, the, the government was going further and further in debt, and we helped out other countries around the world and gave them our money and printed up more money that became worthless when we went off the gold standard and went on to total fiat money, which is good faith and promises of a bunch of crooks. As long as they can get away with it, and they're not getting away with it anymore. And the world is going now away from good faith and promises back to an asset-backed system. Now, how do I know that? I know that because I'm personal friends, longtime friends, with one of the people that sat on the level worldwide to do audits of each country's assets on a platform of, of so that we could bring equality into the picture rather than who has the biggest hammer. And so the farm claims came about in the 80s when 
uh, General Roy Schlesinger retired, his parents got caught up in a federal land bank scam, and he formed a class action suit of 220,000 people that was heard in the federal court in Denver that sealed the verdict or the, the what was ruled, the ruling. The reason they sealed the ruling was because it, I know this because I was personal friends for several decades of one of the original families in that 220,000. And they got to know, not take home a copy, but they got to know what the ruling said. And the ruling said that the Federal Land Bank was an illegal corporation. They had illegally stolen the people's properties, that they were run by another illegal corporation, which is USA, Inc., and they were facilitated by an illegal banking system, and it demanded the takedown of all of that. And the outcome of that was known as NISORA, National Economic Stability and Security Act. So then what happened was is Bush came on the scene, the enemy, and he announced the New World Order. Then along with the New World Order came Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and that was to hit us with COVID and misinformation and starvation and start eliminating the world's population down to 5% of what exists. And even uh, Coots wrote about it in his Dark Eyes novel back in 1981. And they came up with their own form of Klaus Schwab, and they called their thing Nassara also. But what it is is world dominance of the financial system. So now we have right. a crossroads worldwide, and the evil ones are deeply entrenched worldwide, and it's hopeless to the world to see the end of the picture because it's already been told to them. It's already been implemented on them. And along comes Trump. He goes, you know, guys, if we just get our shit together, we all serve as free men, and we all agree to be moral and just and righteous people, and we get rid of the enemy that controls us, these secret organizations, these behind the scenes, the deep state. If we would just get together and each of us collectively, 209 nations would come together, we could rid these people of their power. And we'd have our world back. And if we don't, we're going to be in answered service the rest of our lives for those that survive. And so but that's the But you're talking about Nasara. Nasara, you said, right? Nasara? There's two Nasaras. Two Nasaras, one by Klaus Schwab and the New World Order, and one by the dictates of the federal judge in Colorado. That re- now, what about the, N- what about, what about the, the NA? Yeah, what about the Nasara, the National Association of State Retirement Administrators? Administrators? No, yeah, no. It has nothing to do with the subject we're on. No, it has nothing to do with it. Well, it has to do with the, it has to do with public retirement and the retire. Uh, the uh, uh, the National Association of State Retirement Administrators has to do with all the retirement funds that the banking system, the public pension assets. I'm not denying. I am not denying that that exists. That entity. Okay. But that is okay. not part of the conversation. Okay. Okay. I was just making sure, Jim. That's all. Because uh, I had somebody that posed a question about that. That's all that it was. Uh, well, they're they're talking about. I'm, you know. they prob- I'm sure that they are correct. 
But it has you're, you're talking about four point three three trillion dollars here. That's why fight. that's kind of important. <laughs> it has nothing. It has nothing to do with world dominance of mankind okay. through every means possible. That's just another tentacle of the octopus that happens to have. I got you. Got you. Okay, got you. I understand that. But, but you know, but, but uh, yeah, and it is. You're right. It's a tentacle. It's a joint venture of the Center for State and Local Government Excellence, and, and it has everybody – has $4.3 trillion involved in it. But, yeah, I agree with you. And and a lot of people have been – you know, their money has uh, been stolen, and I know it's a fraud. I got you on that. I just wanted to bring that up because somebody posed a question about it, and uh, and it was in Texas, and they're in Texas, so that's why one of their – you know. So, but – um. Ahead, well, let sorry. me finish. Let me finish the story. Let me finish the story okay. quick. Okay. So, so when the republic filed their documents, go on our website, read the. What is it, Joe? One hundred and seventy pages or something like that. It's, it's, it's a lot of reading, and it takes a little bit of time. Yes. But it's our declaration of claim and interest on the assets of the corporation that's going bankrupt. And we, the people, created it. We, the people, deserve our inheritance. And without us standing up and receiving an inheritance that's given to us, we ain't going to get it because nobody's going to shove it down our throat. It's a nation of free will. But there are those that are in line and recognized by the world, our flags recognized by the world. World people know more about what we've done than most Americans because that's why Trump got the glad hand in 209 nations and led the queen around by the nose in her army, is because now 209 nations, as evidenced by Steve Bannon working with the communists, they're not the communist Chinese, but the Chinese people, the, the families, and they patterned the declaration of claim, uh, sovereign intent and claim and interest and read it on YouTube. It's, I think it's probably been removed now, Joe, but... I remember listening to it on YouTube. It has. Two hundred nine nations have studied have studied what we're doing here in rehabiting our original God given republic and adopting our law form and eliminating this bad influence that has taken control and is going to take us to five percent if Jim. we don't stand it, up and do something. Yes. Jim is dated April thirtieth. Uh, it's dated April 30th, 2012. It's Proclamation of Claim and Interest. And for anybody who wants to read it, it's, it's titled From and by Limited Sovereign Authority Delegated by We the People on the Republic for the United States of America. And, 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 it's, and it's, it's, I'll just read one little tiny excerpt here. To the United States of America, Department of Defense, Joint Chiefs of Staffs, and to the world and all the peoples and public and private persons in the United States, the Municipal Corporation, and all subsidiaries thereof, ETAL, and the International Court of Justice at the Hague. And the United Nations and the Universal Postal Union, okay, and you and it goes on and on, and then you go into the reading, and you if you read this document, it's 147 pages, stamped, sealed, and delivered, secured ID, it's got the secured ID stamp on it, uh, uh, um, and and was brought to the Hague, and and it, it lays it all out for you people. Why things are the way they are. Why, I was just debating with Sarge right there, why these government officials, Biden, doesn't have to obey the Constitution because he's not operating under the Constitution. He's a bankrupted corporation. He's a de facto. He's a phony. He's a fake. It's a fake. And, they, and that's why they get away with what they get away with. But 
you know, they control everything and they've taken control. And we've been, like he, uh, Jim just said, we've been blinded for so long. And we've had good men like Sarge, myself, many people who have served the, uh, this, this government and, have, and have, have, have fought. And many people have bled and died. And we believe in old America, the glory and whatnot. But we've lost our way. We've lost our history. We've lost our real government, our real constitution. It's an act. You guys are corporate actors. That's why they don't represent. That's why they don't answer you when you call them. They don't have to, and that's why they get away with what they get away with and the crimes they commit. That's why they ship the cocaine and crack and fentanyl in this country and get away with it. You know, and it's an evil system trafficking men's souls. That's what you know. It's a big. It's a well-oiled machine, but they can't get away with it if we, the people, say, "Wait a minute, man." This is what happened back in 1871. This is what happened here. This is what happened here. Here's the paperwork to prove it. We go up there, and they can't. They have to stand down. Uh, the de facto has to stand down to the de jour. They have to in law. And the world will operate, and the world knows this. The other governments and people, see, people in Europe, they know more about the United States and what's wrong with our country than we do. You know, those people <laughs> around the world, you know, and, and if we would stand up as Americans and put our dumb phones down and, and not worry about the NBA and the dumb bowl every year and get back to our, our, what the founders taught us, what they fought, taught their children growing up, we have to get back to the basics, learn about uh, history, learn about money, learn about unfortunately the arts of war understand you know understand everything and you know uh what's going on around the world and we can have an awakening a spiritual awakening a fundamental awakening a historical awakening in this country and have our republic back have our constitution reinstated so you know there's a corollary to what you say that i think you know along with this notion of the of of the united states becoming a corporation uh, that uh, uh, de facto supersedes the Constitution, and that is this vast army of unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats in almost yes. every agency of the United States. Let me give you a perfect example of what we're talking about. Um, take the ATF, which was one of the worst okay. of them. The yep. ATF, there was a, a, a guy who invented a thing called a force reset trigger. What it does is when you've when, it's, when you fire around with this force reset trigger, the recoil movement of the bolt in an AR-15 rapidly resets the trigger so you can follow up very rapidly with another shot. It sounds just like fully automatic fire, actually. But the ATF, now they know the way it functions. It does require a separate pull of the trigger. It's just that it's so light, you can do it very quickly. But the ATF, rather than accept the uh, uh, definition of uh, an automatic weapon as defined by Congress, because that's the law they have to work under, the laws passed by Congress, they decided to redefine it as a machine gun. The trigger itself, they reclassified it as a machine gun, even though each shot is separate. As a separate pull of trigger accomplishes each shot, even though it's just about as rapid as full automatic this way. Okay. And, uh, of course, the designers of it are suing, but it gives an illustration of how these bureaucrats simply just take it upon themselves to interpret the law rather than say, hey, you need to go back to Congress 
we need to go back to Congress and reinterpret this so they can pass another law that will redefine force reset triggers if that's what they think they need to do. But they just mm-hmm. take it upon themselves to arbitrarily redefine the law without like the, the Supreme benefit Court. of consulting yeah. with Congress. Yep, like the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court doesn't make the law of this country. Upon, don't you understand? This shall not be infringed upon. It's really simple English. They yep. don't follow the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. for them. It's yeah, that's right. But 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 let me try this real quick here, real quick. And if I get a voicemail, I won't run it through there. But this is a direct line, supposedly to the Border Patrol and their office. And uh, they're they're going to stand down now. You say, Jim, they're not going to defend the border, but we're going to order them to defend the border here. So let me give them a call here. Well, and, the, uh, the news is reporting that they are not. Uh, here it is, Jim. Hang on. The border. to the office, so the Border Patrol office. And they have several different offices here. I might have picked the wrong one, but or they're out of the office. But there's supposed to be a live person there that will pick up. All right, so I'll hang up on them. There's nobody in the office. But that's why I'm not getting a voicemail. That's what's good, though. I don't want those voicemails. But, Joe, but think, think about yes. this for a minute, Joe. Okay. There are about, right now, the Border Patrol is reporting... 250,000 encounters with illegal aliens a month. And by encounter, that means every form of contact, uh, apprehensions, uh, surrenders, gotaways, 250,000. Wow. Even if Joe Biden told them to actually enforce the bat, uh, some sort of, um, you know, fig leaf manner, uh-huh. even if he told them to do that. They can't do their job because they're tied up babysitting and processing illegal aliens. They're not True. stopping them at before they get into the country. Once they get into the country and they surrender to the Border Patrol and claim asylum, they have to be processed. So they're almost all of them are tied up doing this. There are relatively few right. Asians actually enforcing the border. They can't do it. So what do we do then, Sarge? What do we do? We, well, the, I mean, what do they do? Look, the, right now there's only one or two. Of that. We have to wait for another Congress and hope they will do the job that, that, that they're sworn to do and make the Border Patrol do it. Or number two, they have to t- threaten Joe Biden with impeachment and, and actually launch a bill of impeachment because he is refusing to do his duty to faithfully execute the laws of the United States. I don't see any other recourse. What else Jim, are you going to do to Jim, make this guy the face? He's, he's the chief executive officer of the United States. Or okay, Texas, okay. i tell you what. Here's what Texas ought to do. They ought to just deport people on their own. They have no authority to do it. The federal government will accuse them of kidnapping. Let them, and let's see what happens. Sometimes you just got to force the issue. Well, it's up to the state lawmakers then. The state lawmakers then have to, have to do I'm this. Saying, the let them do it. Let's see what the, the federal government does in response. 
Governor, go ahead, Jim. You want a piece of that? Go ahead. Hang on, Sarge. Hang on, Sarge. Hang on. If they if they see these illegal aliens and deport them, the Department of Justice can accuse them of kidnapping or unlawful. Okay, let them. Okay, like you said, let them, and we'll see what happens. But go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. You want a piece of that? You want? You got a solution? Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I got a whole. Yeah, I do. And and the solution comes in continuing the conversation I was delivering earlier. And so we we got our document filed, and it's in the world court. Right, Joe? You're part of that yep. effort. Yep. So now, so now we find ourselves in the same position. What do we do? Well, history will prove that I'm relating it correctly. Joe knows the details. So we, uh, we went to the warrant officers, and we said, we got a mission for you. And so they served all 50 governors. And it was the governors, right, Joe? It wasn't anybody yes, it was the governors, it was the yes. governors. And notices to uh, rescind their, uh, take a new oath to the republic and to the free state that they served and go back under uh, constitutional common law. law under common common constitutional law. law, yes. Okay, and that was backed up by all the jury proceedings that had preceded that. During grand the juries, Wars yep. 50 the, grand juries were convened. Yes, 50 grand juries, yes. And um, so operating on that, this was part of the solution. So they uh, they didn't agree to step down. And so now what do you do? Well, it's up to the military. Funny that it's kind of up to the military. It's kind of where we find ourselves today. And the military's torn. And they suffered Obama and Clinton and so we on. We had so that dilemma, Jim. Jim, Jim, but we don't, Jim, you're clouding it. Hang on, Jim. With all due respect, you're clouding that. We, Yes, I see what you're saying, Jim. And we're going right back. We're going around in circles here. Yes. And we came across, no. posed that question to the military leaders and to many leaders within the de facto also. Ron Paul was there. Rand Paul, uh, other uh, leader. I forgot another one out of Arizona was there. Uh, and many people were there. And uh, the assemblies were formed around. What are we going to do? Have one of the generals from the United States military get on the 6 o'clock news and say, okay, everybody, Obama's going to be arrested. Uh, uh, Congress has uh, all been arrested. Uh, we, have to re- we have to have another election. You, we're re- reinstating the republic. And, and w- tell me what would have happened, Jim. What would have happened if the military did that? Yeah. We would have plunged into yeah, a civil war. It would have been a civil war. So put yourself in our shoes. Sarge, because you're a bright man, and I respect you. So now you're faced with this situation. Is how do you turn this ship? And it has to be grassroots, like the 49 people. You mean as people soldier? No, I'm you not mean as what soldier? I just said. What I just said, if a military yeah, leader got on the 6 o'clock news... And, and said that we're going back to the republic and everything's been fixed and we and and what everything we just talked about started we just outlined here with the documents being filed and explaining look this is what happened we get we got off the railroad tracks here and we went the wrong way mr o, president obama has been placed under arrest uh joe biden has been placed under arrest the congress has been uh sequestered uh, uh the senate has we've got a whole constitutional elections starting in, a, in 30 days such and such but the military is under control right now what do you think would have happened sarge so you mean the military uh actually performs a coup and declares martial law is that essentially it's what not a saying? coup it's no, not a coup no, they, they... no no 
Nope. No, you're no. wrong. You're you're on it, but you're okay, well, you're, the military you're, you're, you're plans off, for the purposes you're of a couple establishing Listen, new elections. Let me let me let me finish my story. You'll understand. Okay. So this is what this is what we're faced with. We have all rights worldwide to establish our own jurisdiction here and uh, take over the beast that we had created, the corporation that we had created, and, and see to its bankruptcy. But they control the printing press and they control the military. So, and they control the, the, the press that we listen to, the media. So if we would have accomplished what we originally set out to do, Joe, I, I'll say this, in my opinion, in 2012, what was a deadline, we would have had what you just described, the biggest civil war we ever saw. Right. Now let me get the charge. Yeah, let, let me but, say this today. I think I understand well, what you're finish. But let me finish. So we did come up with a ten year plan right then, Joe. And you know about that ten year plan. And so the ten year plan was to recruit President Trump for to run for uh, for president and to uh, at least get one administration in before they took him down and he did an awful lot with his executive orders and, and constitutional judges and yeah and but he failed so on and he so said, forth but, failed. but no he, he succeeded in what he had to do but he, he came to the podium on his inauguration day and told us that he was bringing the government back to the people. yes yes we yeah and yep. that was and so that's self-evident there so what the sting then that the military had to run was like prairie dog hunting. And everybody has to be identified and, and cleaned and, and shown to be worthy. Otherwise, they're going to get mo as a conspiracy. And that's a huge project considering what we got to go through, not only in our own country, but worldwide. But if you'll notice how many countries changed leadership in the last election, the Nassara agreement of the 209 nations, and they were beginning to fall into place, just like Russia's fallen into place, getting the Kazarian mob out of the Ukraine and cleaning out the human trafficking and the, the things that were the bio labs and all of that that's in the playground of the rich and famous that control this world. So that's one of the final pieces of the puzzle going on to the gold system. Now, here's the interesting yep. thing when you look at this is because if the United States doesn't follow suit and get on a gold-backed system and get out of the central banks and get in with bricks, we're going to be left to stew in the mess that we created, and everybody's going to shut us off. And we get to deal with but, but, it. But, Jim, they're already life. doing that, Jim. They're already shutting us hello, off. And they go, hello, they're already hello. 10 steps ahead of us with the vaccinations, everything. Hello. Hello, Joe. I know. But yeah. here's an illustration I'm going to give you. If <laughs> Vice President Pence would have been the man we wanted him to be, to put a stop to it right then and there, and the Supreme Court would have been insulated, and they would have never had a chance to have exposed themselves. Uh, Jim, I love this you, man. I love thing. Jim. I love you, and I respect you. But what if, what if, what if, what if? We got that. We got that, Jim. We know. Yeah, you know this that, and I know that. He had to run the complete course, and 
it's like emptying a water a vessel of putrid water and you want to drink a fresh water. The first thing you got to do is you got to empty it. You gotta wash it out. I'm gonna be flashbang tomorrow morning, haul, haul the way to Siberia. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> well, um, that's where guys, we're at. Uh, we're in that yeah, let's go, let's Sarge get in here. Hang on, Jim. Hang on. Sarge wants to say what would he would have done. At, listen, this is important, actually, Jim. His perspective. If we, if everything would have yeah. went down the way we wanted it to back in 2012, Sarge, what would you have done if you saw that happening unraveling well, before at, your at very that eyes? Time, I do believe. There was a constitutional remedy at that time to the stolen election of 2020, and that was no, no. I'm talking about 2012 <laughs> when the military oh, came on the scene. Yeah, well, first of all, Barack Obama was a usurper because he wasn't a natural-born citizen. He shouldn't have even been allowed to take the oath of office anymore. That's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, that's irrelevant. But yeah, that's, that's more right. stuff. We had, yeah. we had an illegitimate president in office all along for eight years. And no, everyone an was afraid to broach the subject yeah. with an Article Three court. So right there, you're negating the Constitution. Amen. Amen. All right. So, okay. I mean, I'm saying, given the fact that, I, in my opinion, he was illegitimate, I think any action taken to remove him from office is legitimate. That's just my okay. opinion about it. But, but that's but not the reason this. why he was this. being removed, though. But but go ahead, go ahead. What yeah, would but you let have me done, say though, this. You, I even you know? understand that you know that that is a bit afield from what you have been talking about thus far. But let's go back to the 2020 election, which I do believe was stolen. I do believe there was ample evidence to uh, to question the electoral votes of five of the states, and that Mike Pence, in his capacity as vice president, to certify the election. Is not simply a rubber stamp for a fraudulent election. Uh, his job is not just ministerial. His job is to ensure that the Constitution is being followed and that to the best of his ability, the electoral votes that are cast are valid. I believe that. And I believe many other constitutional scholars said the same thing, too. But Mike Pence chose not to elect that authority. I think he abrogated his authority. So now we're left with what you were discussing just a minute ago. What you're talking about is the military takes it upon itself to mobilize itself without civilian authority or orders and institutes a change of government. Okay. No, Let's look at that. Correction, correction, now, we what, have, what, 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 we what, have what, given those got, orders. Well, well we hang on. Let him play out a scenario, Jim. Let him play yeah, out a scenario. Play Go out. ahead. Cause I, yeah, because I'll be real quick with this. What I think we have at this point is not a, 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 an appeal to the Constitution any longer. I think we have an appeal to the Enlightenment philosopher John Locke's notion of the dissolution of government when the government is tyrannical. And Thomas Jefferson was very much influenced by John Locke when he wrote two treatises, treatises of government about the right of revolution. What we'd be doing would be invoking the natural law right of revolution on a sound basis of natural law. I just don't think I can say that I'm going to be doing it on the basis of the Constitution at that point. Okay. I think I've we got are call here jumping in. That would have to uh, take precedence. Okay. All right, sorry. Okay, I've got another caller that wants to share here. Let me bring him on. Uh, 407, go ahead. They jumped in pretty quick. I'm getting to him pretty quick. Go ahead. Okay, hey, this is uh, Nathan in Orlando. Good to hear you. Hear you uh, Nathan! Uh, 
Hey, listen, you made a mistake. You made a mistake when you were rattling off there, and I appreciate what you were saying, but, but here's our problem. We know history. We don't know the Constitution. If you look at the 12th Amendment, the only thing the pre- Vice President Pence gets to do is open the envelope. It is the Congress that settles one debate, and, the, and it's the uh, Senate that settles the other debate. That sit, Congress and the Senate separate, uh, uh, certifies, not they certify. And it says if there is a, a tie, which means it's not just two people standing from it. There could be seven people that, that's running for president. The one with the most numbers wins. And if it's a tie, then the Congress settles it. They can draw straws, have a foot race, or vote. But they get to decide who the president is, and, and I might have it mixed up but because uh, I'm not in front of my Constitution. But I believe it's the Congress is the one that certifies the presidential race, and it's the, the Senate who certifies the vice president. Uh, but we, we, what we've done is we've learned history, and we're living that. The only thing Pence gets to do in, in real time, when, in normal times, if it's a 50-50 vote, he gets to break the tie as a, the president of the Senate. But here's the other part. The only thing he gets to do in the election is open the envelope. And I don't know what that would look like today with it being a computer. I guess he gets to hit the, the, the <laughs> inner button. Yeah, yeah. You know? What do you got to say about that, Jim? So, Jim, what do you have to say about that? Go ahead. Well, Let Jim, because Jim was willing to comment on that, I believe. The, that is very true. Under the law form of which they serve, have taken an oath to. Uh, under the Constitution, uh, circa 1870, um, the um, person with the most votes from the Congress uh, would be president, and the runner-up would be vice president. Uh, uh, there weren't um, those political party ties that. Uh, we now have a vice president and a president. But we weren't debating a tie, party. though. So, so, we, yeah. so we're not doing any but, but no, of these elections, here, right, according to the Constitution where, that we want to serve. That's right. Correct. Good point. Okay. Let me let me throw out a couple little sound bites, and I'll drop off. Okay. This okay. started, this thing with the president picking his running mate started in 1800 when Aaron Burr got elected the same way the Constitution. There was no electoral college. Uh, and, and, the, and the president didn't pick his running mate. Whenever Aaron Burr started running around with his buddies in Congress and trying to um, uh, undermine what the president was doing, they decided, and I can agree with this, they decided let's let the president pick his running mate. But first, let's amend the Constitution because we're not so we want we're not living a lie. Listen, and uh, uh, Sarge knows me on this. This is my drumbeat. There is no electoral college in the Constitution. There's no two-party political system. There's no two candidates on any one race ticket. We vote for the electors. That's in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the amendments. We, it's okay. There. Hey, I take my hat it's off there. to you. Amen. Preacher, brother. Well, I'm you're right about that. I got to agree with you there because Article 2 was ratified in 1787, and it does mention electors. Well, listen. And I was an elector, by the way. I was an elector, by the way. <laughs> I got the letter. <laughs> yeah, but here, here's what we did. What we do is we go back and we read history, 
and then we start doing what they said. You know, the Federalist Papers, they were doing the same thing Mitt Romney did. Mitt Romney got on, on Twitter, and he was having a debate with a ghost named him. He's the ghost. He's the ghost. He's made up another account, and he's sitting there having a debate. And I don't care if you don't like Romney. You would listen to this other guy and go, you know, I've got to come around on, on Obama's side. The Federalist Paper, I mean Romney's side, the Federalist Paper was propaganda, propaganda to reach the people's minds. One, one, one of the founding fathers, one of the politicians, was having a debate with his own self under another, another name, and they accept that. And whenever someone says, well, if you go back to our, uh, our, uh, Federalist Paper number whatever, I, like the I, I, only thing I'm reading is the Constitution. That's all I'm reading. And here, okay. here's what, what it looks like. Here's what it looks like, and then I'll hang up. You know, we say that it's against the law to come into this country illegal. Some guy runs across the border, and we say, hey, man, um, uh, you, you, you're an illegal. You, you're a criminal. You came here without following the law. And he goes, all I want is a better life, man. And we say, okay, I'll tell you what. We'll give you amnesty, and we'll rewrite the immigration laws and call it uh, immigration reform. Okay, what that is is a state of reprobation. The Constitution is not in control of what the law says, and the Congress and the Constitution says Congress shall prescribe law, not judges. And it says in the Bill of Rights and the amendments, Congress shall enforce this with appropriate legislation. And I can, I'll close on this and let you know what it looks like. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. And in the first five books of the, of the Bible, which is called the law, he gave him 613 laws that legislates each one of those commands. And it's so thorough, there's no loophole. If I was to steal from you, Okay, and then you say, why did you steal from me? I, I have to honestly say it because I wasn't loving God with my whole heart and loving my neighbor as myself. And, and that's why I envied your stuff, and then I stole it. And then when you asked me about it, I lied about it, and it just keeps on. And that's what, what we got. We got a, a Constitution that was based on the Constitution, and we've been outside of the Constitution making up laws, and we don't even know how many laws we got. I'm going to hang up and keep mm-hmm. listening. Maybe right. I'll save the country, okay? Hey, God bless hey, you, sir. sir. Thank you. Sir, what's your name? Yeah, no, up. Oh, he's gone. All right, but go ahead. He's gone. We, I, I, I sure he's called like me before. Have a, I sure would. I sure would like for him to reach out to you, Joe. I'd like his to name have is Nathan. He's a great guy. Uh, yeah, we have. Well, he, well he, can, he can reach you, uh, Jim. He, you're, you're on here. You know, give out your website at the end of the podcast. That's all. He can contact you if he so chooses. Um, uh, we, we announced it a million times, uh, but but he's in Orlando, Florida. Um, well, the Constitution, but the faith, but what you said, Jim, was so true, is that we and that what last gentleman just said, we haven't been operating under the Constitution for so long now. We we well, li- we're living a lie. See, our, so moral, we have to get back. our moral compass, our moral compass, Sarge included. That the gentleman Bruce, maybe is that what you said his name was, Sarge? Uh, we all got such Nathan. a strong moral compass, Nathan. and this fictitious Nate, this fictitious entity. Every good con has an element of truth, and so yeah, they've they've, they've they've taken and they've used our good nature against us. It's kind of it's the art of war. Use a person's yeah. strength and momentum against us, and they have. They've taken We're our running good nature, out of time here, gentlemen. We're, we're running out of time. So Jim, I got you. Go ahead, give your my, closing thoughts. Continue on. Go ahead, and then Sarge. And, 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 but our moral compass, we want to serve the laws of nature and nature's God, our original constitution, common law. 
not coaches statutes, but we're, we got to get rid of the coaches statutes. Okay, that solves a lot of our problems. You want to know where I'm going to end the conversation? Is this is your beast just as much as mine? You get to control your reality and your destiny just as much as I do. This is the platform that the people asked to have represented so that other like-minded people could join together and serve the moral compass and the God that we know that is our inalienable right, and we can stand together and we can take control of this redhead stepchild that's just trying to take us over. And this is how we do it lawfully and legally. You go to republicforthunitedstatesofamerica.org. You read that legal document. And if you agree with it, add your name to the email list and become one of the Americans that are willing to say, or reach out and contact I'm willing to put yeah. my name on the document. Would you have put your name on the document back when Ben Franklin put his name on the document? Thomas, no. Would you? This is where we're at today. Yep. Okay, Jim, Jim, I got to cut you, you off. Go ahead, Sarge. Sarge, closing thoughts. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I just like to uh, uh, remind people on this Memorial Day that uh, you know the uh, of the men in my unit who I knew and who died, uh, you know, and their names are on the wall in D.C. on that wall in D.C. And I just like people to say a prayer for every one of them and their families because. Uh, most of them were you great want to say men. their names real quick, Sarge? You want to say their names? Yeah. Uh, Private First Class, Herman Bernard Bax. Sergeant First Class, Lester Earl Bonner. Specialist Fourth, Chris B. Cordova. Um, Private First Class, Carl Dean Dixon. Specialist Fourth, Thomas Hoyt Farmer. First Lieutenant, James Kenneth Flannery. Specialist Fourth, Eugene Marshall Frick. Sergeant Gordon Dwight Gardner. Corporal Terry Lee Gilpin. Sergeant First Class, Alton John Herbert. Staff Sergeant Eugene Huggins, Private First Class Joseph Francis Keller, Corporal Glenn Errol Kelly, First Lieutenant Robert Burton LeConte, Specialist Fourth John Eugene Lace, Sergeant First Class Albert Marcantil, Specialist Fourth William Joseph Martinez, Staff Sergeant Raymond Allen May, First Lieutenant Ted Owen McCamless, Corporal Gary McCullough, Staff Sergeant Jerry Lewis Ogren, uh, Specialist Fourth Grover Cecil Pearson, Staff Sergeant Arthur Houston Price, Staff Sergeant Joseph Thomas Robertson, Sergeant William Howard Schaller, Sergeant First Class Roscoe Siebert, uh, Private First Class Charles Winston Walker, and last but not least, First Lieutenant William B. Heskett. Amen. Thank you for your service. And, and those gentlemen, many of those gentlemen are no longer with us, correct? They died there in that okay, land. They died. Okay. In Tree Province, Northern I Corps, Vietnam. Wow. God bless to them, their families, and uh, our hearts go out to, obviously, the men that you served with, the Sarge, that lost their lives. Obviously, that's very touching for you to read their names, that they're no longer with us. Those are friends of yours that are no longer with us today. They paid the ultimate sacrifice for, you know, whether or not you agree with the war or not, they served their government that they believed in, that, that you know, they took an oath to. And that's honorable, that's bravery, and it's unselfish of them, and they paid a, the, the ultimate price. They can never enjoy, you know, what we enjoy today. And 
what we're experiencing today. And that's why uh, our freedoms, what we're losing today, is so very important. That's why we're so passionate about it, because I see it. Sarge sees it. The last gentleman that has called in, the many people that call in throughout the years, Jim, who's, who's been, with, been with the Republic now, who's out there in Colorado. You know, this is what we're, what we're talking about, folks, out there. This is why we're so passionate about what we believe and what we fight for. You know, the, these names that Sarge, just as an example, have given their life for, that, for this flag, for this country, for the name America, for what they believed in. You know, and, and that is, I mean, what else can you say? There's not even words to describe it. The blood sacrifice. And many more before them and many more after them also paid that price, and many more probably in the future. I hope and pray not that we can fix and rectify this thing and restore our lawful de jure form of government without the bloodshed and violence. I don't see that happening, unfortunately, but I hope and pray for it, and I don't aggregate any type of violence or promote any type of violence. But let me say this, Sarge, thank you for your service. Uh, I love you, brother, and I support you, and, uh, you know, I, I stand with you, and I would always said that, you know, it would be an honor to stand with you and fight against communism or tyranny or, or in, a, in a foxhole someplace. I would, uh, you know, uh, uh, stand next to you and fight in battle, you know, uh, so I just want to let you know that. Um, Jim, same with you, uh, you know, and as we stand together in the Republican and, and then many other people and patriots that have called into this podcast show throughout the years. So uh, I want to say it was a great conversation, gentlemen. What do you say? Uh, any, well, couple, anything else that we missed here real quick before they cut us off, uh, Sarge? You know, thanks a lot for those sentiments. I feel the same about you, Joe. I think that uh, you are sounding the alarm that needs to be sounded. People had best eat it. So it will not be necessary for us to stand in a foxhole and fight each other. Because these people, this cacistocracy that governs us, is the worst I have ever seen. And it's got to be replaced. Amen. Yes. Uh, Jim, real quick, we've got about 30 seconds left here. I think we're going to cut us off 45 seconds, maybe. Go ahead, Jim. Anything else? Hey, Sarge, thank you for your service. I appreciate you very much, bro, for all you do and all you will do and all those other patriots and Americans out there. Um, we're all part of the problem. We're part of the solution. And I like to look for the solution. And uh, we have the ability to provide the solution. We just have to step up and take responsibility, and others will follow. They're looking for the answer. Thank you for this opportunity to speak to you, Joe, to Sarge, your service, in many aspects, different forms of, of service. And we appreciate you, Sarge. And, God bless America. Thank you. God bless America. Yeah, God bless America. God bless everybody. Tuesday night, Tuesday, 5.30 Central Standard Time, you can engage with the citizens of the Republic, members of the Republic, leadership, the people that are out there talking about the things that me and Jim are, are talking about and many others throughout the years, and Sarge, too. Hopefully you'll join us if you can. Uh, 5.30 Central Standard Time. It'll be 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, they, they do a short show, by the way. They do a quick 30, 45-minute show, so uh, depending on the callers or engagements that they have. They just bring the news and events or what, what they have to report on real quick, uh, and they give the opportunity for the people out there to engage them and ask questions and not re and repetition style, but to maybe uh, talk a little bit. And maybe uh, we've got to grow this network. We've got to go out there and fight, like Sarge said. He's never seen this throughout the history of this country more uh, uh, terrible shape than what we're in today.
That's an amazing statement from a man of his uh, background and stature and what he's been through as a man living in America and what he's faced through discrimination, racism, uh, hatred, uh, fighting in Vietnam, serving as, as, as law enforcement officer, and being a very, very uh, smart man in history, uh, uh, the smartest that I've ever spoken to, actually, for, uh, concerning history. Uh, he knows everything that I don't know about history. So um, so that coming from him, a statement like that is so very important. So that's something that we need to take from this, this podcast here tonight. The alarm has been sounded. We need to wake up and restore our republic. God bless everybody. I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, and uh, happy Memorial Day to everybody out there, and uh, thank you for the service of those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. God bless. Take care. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.